Hey everybody, welcome to episode 400 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. We're your host, Jason, and who's that? Denise Venable. What, what? Hey, welcome back. Yeah, I finally got the kids to go to bed. <laughs> Three years later. Three years later. <laughs> and so I really think it's only a fluke. <laughs> Yeah, so I wanted to do something special for 400, and I figured, A, bringing Denise back checks that box. Yeah. Some of you have been clamoring for her return. I've been missing her dulcet tones. I don't think so. <laughs> and then also... Uh, I don't think anybody's even noticed I'm gone. <laughs> I know for sure that Georgie has. Oh, well, thank uh, you, Georgie. Yeah. And so... um. And I'm pretty sure Dan has mentioned it, too. So, the Escalo Bros are in your corner. Yay! So, be sure to vote for them in November. Escalo <laughs> <laughs> Bros for president and vice president and whatever else. Um, that's a ticket we can stand behind right that's there. That's right. <laughs> I'd vote for them all day long. Mail in, in person, and I'm sure <laughs> Max would do it, too. That's right. Our dog would not pee on your yard signs. That's right. <laughs> Well, he does pee on other political yard signs, just FYI. And FYI, he's not biased. He pees on every political yard sign. Yeah, yeah. Especially presidents, like the president ones, like the Biden-Trump ones, and then really gets mad at judges. I don't know if judges are particularly <laughs> anti-dog, but... um, I bet they're uh, anti-leash laws. Maybe, maybe. Or, or pro, pro-leash? Yeah. In Max's I, case, pro muzzle. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, uh, the other special tick mark of our anniversary 400th episode is we're going to finally talk about the movie X Men Origins Wolverine. What? Yeah. Yeah. You, wh- um, you mean- so we're technically on time, about maybe a week late for episode 400. Uh huh. But we're, but we're like three years away from when we were going to do it on 250. <laughs> Kids. So some of you have been waiting a long time for this, and I apologize. But but kids. Yeah, that's the way the... Um, Hashtag kids. Right. Yeah. Hashtag haven't slept. Hashtag may take a nap. <laughs> During this podcast? During this don't. podcast. Please don't. Please if you hear... Undivided. No, <laughs> you can take a nap if you want. That's totally your call. It won't hurt my feelings. but um, It'll hurt mine. Denise, it's my I'm first episode you. back. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask you to stay awake. So, um. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, so um, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the movie. Um, so before we get into like our most recent viewing... Uh huh. I think we need to kind of take a step back in the in the wayback machine. Yes, um, Mr. Peabody. <laughs> I, I crossed my uh, my Peabody and my Wayne's World uh, together there. Um, uh, no, 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 no. Wayne's World is shoot. Now you you messed me up. Wayne's uh, World the, is it's the wavy lines and the mm, yeah, but they go they don't go blah blah blah. blah. Uh, I don't know. They I go in a long time. I don't know what they do. Yeah. But this is not the Wayne's World podcast, so it doesn't really matter. Wayne's um, World. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Party on. Party on. Um, 
our, our two-year-old is partying on in his crib. Yeah, he's not having a good night. Yeah. You know. Yeah, actually, I, I would dare say he hasn't had a good night since um, March. <laughs> I was going to say, when did we shelter in place? Yeah, since the first shelter in place, he's just been, he never really got back in sorts. So nope. um, it's been a tough, tough little bit. But, you know, we're doing everything we can for him. So, yeah. Except for right this second <laughs> when we're podcasting instead of. I went upstairs and yeah, rubbed his bag we before we yeah. started. Yeah. But you guys don't really care about that. What no. you do care about. Hashtag don't care about our children. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say all that. But no. um Yeah, so um I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the little IDMB thing here, which I should have already had up, but I'm super professional. Hashtag we have kids. You get what you pay for. <laughs> we're hashtag we're free. That's right. Hashtag we take donations yeah. because hashtag we have kids. <laughs> Right. So this movie came out in 2009. Um, you know, it was directed by Mr. Gavin Hood. And of course, um, it was written mostly by David Benioff. I don't know if I said that right. And, you know, has a really focuses on Hugh Jackman and Liv Schreiber. Um, we'll get into kind of that and how people did and what we thought and all that fun stuff as we go. But um, I want to go back to 2009 and or whenever you saw this and talking about what was your first impressions of this movie you know before we talk about how it kind of came around this time around because this i mean it's 11 years old now so if you so remember, if you remember back to 2009 what was kind of your thought process um i do remember back to 2009 and i was a single mommy and i didn't go to the movies <laughs> Alright, so when did you first see this? Um, I don't even know. Probably like when did we get married? <laughs> Two thousand and thirteen. Okay. Probably somewhere between eleven and twelve. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was one of those movies you brought over and and we watched on a at home date night. I'm pretty sure that's not true for reasons we'll get into in a second but um, oh okay it's possible maybe yeah maybe i haven't slept since then so (laughs) (laughs) hashtag we have kids (laughs) yes got it (laughs) (laughs) hashtag joke is old uh yeah let's quit hashtagging (laughs) 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 all right so i will go back to 2009 um I, of course, was a fan of the X-Men movies. Um, really liked number one and two at the time. You know, we've we've podcast on those at various times, so you can right. always uh, reference how they've stood up. Um, but really liked one and two, didn't really care for three. Um, but when the Wolverine movie was announced, I was super excited. Um, I really, obviously, you know, enjoyed Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Uh-huh. And uh, a chance for a movie to kind of focus on him as the main character, and then do some of the origin stuff, which I knew would include like Weapon, Weapon X. X, and you know, possibly some stuff from the Larry Hammer run in the '90s. Um, I was pretty psyched up for it. Um, you know, Jackman is Wolverine, right? For 
Yeah, I know he's not as short or as stocky, but I mean, he, he's a perfect interpretation of Wolverine. And I think my opinion, I believe that's your opinion as well. Um, he very much embodied yeah, uh, everything that Wolverine was and is. Yep. Yep. Fantastic job. I think, I think most Wolverine and X-Men fans agree with that. I'm sure there's some contrarian. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds really condescending. I'm sure there's some differing point of views. Um, but yeah, no, I was really, really excited. Uh, cannot wait for it to come out. And then I you know, went and saw it. Probably not opening night, but probably like the following Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> uh, and I think, I, if I remember right, I saw it with Blake and Cameron. Um, if you saw it on Tuesday night, you did not see it with me. No, I did not see it with you. Um, I know, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it with Blake and Cameron. And I remember thinking I was immensely disappointed. <laughs> Aww. Uh, I did not really like this out of the gate. I didn't. At the time, I felt like it didn't stick up to the, the standards that the other X-Men movies had set. Um, some of that visually, and we'll talk about some of that as we go through this. Um, and I felt mostly redeemed when The Wolverine came out, because I love two-thirds of that movie. You know, I like most of all of it, but I really, really like like the first two-thirds of it. Um, I felt like that was everything a solo Wolverine movie should be, so it was kind of okay. And then, of course, Logan is amazing. Um, so I kind of just didn't worry about this film so much. Um, you know, back a couple years ago, when we talked about recording this the first time. I actually had to get the, the Blu-ray off eBay because it was the only X-Men movie I didn't own at the time. I wonder why. Well, I just said because I didn't really like it that much. <laughs> right. I'm being facetious. <laughs> oh, got it. Um, and so, you know, I really had, I saw it in the theater, and I, I think I actually ended up, I think I actually saw it twice in the theater because I wanted to, like, well, maybe I just didn't get it the first time. So I tried <laughs> I think I tried it again and just did not really care for it. And so, really, other than than seeing it, like, in bits and pieces on TV because it comes on cable a lot and has for the last several years. Right. Um, I kind of just ignored it, really. Um, didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. Did not sit down. I don't think... We we watched this because we, <laughs> we actually did all the homework for this, not for 250, but for like around three... It was either 300 or 350 that we were going to revisit this. And I didn't say anything. Because we, we missed our 251. Um, we actually sat down and watched it. We're getting ready to record and just never got to record. Um, I think family came in town. Yeah. But, so, but anyway, what I was getting to is that was actually the first time I had rewatched it since, like, from start to finish since I saw it in the theaters. Right. Um, and then this time we watched it the other night is the third time that I've seen it, like, all the way through. I guess fourth, fourth time, but second time since the theater. Um, but I have seen it. I mean, I've probably seen the whole movie several times on TV, but just like random scenes at a time. Right. Um, it's like my dad. My dad's seen a whole bunch of movies, and if you ask him, Dad, have you seen this movie before? Knowing that he has seen it, he will always tell you, I've seen the beginning, I've seen the middle, and I've seen the end. 
but I've never seen it the whole way through. <laughs> right. So, so anyway, um, yeah, I guess um, you just kind of want to start towards the beginning and just kind of go through and, and talk about thoughts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so the opening scene, I always, and it's kind of a mixed bag, right? Like it's kind of exciting because um, it borrows a lot from the origin miniseries, which is the the comic that finally goes and reveals like the the or the actual true origin of Wolverine's powers, and a lot of similarities to the scene in the movie. Um, you know, it's very reminiscent the. Kind of the, the major differences are that Victor is his friend um, in the movie. You know, they're they're buds at the beginning. Right. Um, and then, you know, so that also makes Victor or Sabretooth his half-brother. Right. And that's not true in the comics. I was so going to say, that's, that's different. Now, there's a character that, well, actually, they draw him just a lot like Logan. So he looks a lot like Logan. His name is Logan. That's where Logan gets his name. That does have an affair with Wolverine's, with Logan's mom. So in the movie, his name is James Howlett. And in the comics, we find out that's his name as well. But the gardener, or caretaker of the estate, Logan, um, who basically just looks like Logan, has like almost the same hair, same sideburns. Right. So he's Um, Logan Jr. Yeah. Or Logan Sr. Yeah. Now, in this movie, they make him look more like Saber. The dad, Logan, looks more like Sabretooth. Okay. Um, I did think it was funny. In fact, the dad who's not Logan's dad looked a lot like Logan. Yes. Yeah. The actor. In fact, I was wondering if it was the same. Let me see. No, it's not. It's Peter O'Brien. So. But yes, he's made up to look a lot like Hugh Jackman. And Aaron Jeffrey is made up to look a lot like Sabretooth. Schreiber, I think. Yeah. In my opinion. N- not everyone may agree with that, and that's fine. But, um, I anyway, agree with you. Um, that's all that matters. That's right. That's, that's why we uh, work so well together. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so while it's very different from the comic... Um, so in the comic in the 90s, there was a lot of tease that Sabretooth and Wolverine were related. And actually, that Sabretooth was Wolverine's dad. Um, oh, I don't like that. Yeah, Sorry, that sounded very visceral. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, anyway, that was kind of the rumor through the 90s, or at least in the early 90s, that, that there were hints and clues laid out. And then, of course, it's proven to be false. And then we find out later in the 2000s when Origin comes out that... Um, you know, Sabretooth's not actually related to Wolverine at all. And then there's another story that comes along and says, well, all these wild, feral X-Men are, have a common ancestor or whatever. So then they are kind of like distantly related in a kind of so there's like an Eve species kind of way. <laughs> so wait, they're trying to say there's like an Eve mutant? Uh, Sure. For, for the feral people so like wolverine sabretooth wild child uh, uh so really it's a guy yeah it's a it's, a it's guy an adam romulus yeah romulus uh-huh. is he a romulan I'm kidding no, no, 
more <laughs> after the the Greek uh, wolf Romulus. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it's Latin. Oh boy. Aaron, I hope you're back. We've got a classic Denise laugh meltdown for you. Um, <laughs> anyway, so while it's very different, um, while I'm glad they're not related in the comics, actually, for the movie universe, I actually kind of enjoy Logan and Victor being half-brothers. I think it, it adds a dynamic for the smaller universe that works really well. What, I, do, you th- what do you think? For this movie, they needed to be half-brothers to make it work. To. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, the only thing I actually really enjoyed the first scene, the, the, I guess the pre-credit scene, if you will, all of it except for the part so even the part where Logan pops the bl- like child Logan pops the bone claws looks pretty good. But there's that scene where he runs at he has his berserker moment, and it's like he, he I don't know like he gets stuck in the cables <laughs> like when they fly him <laughs> across the room. It looks really really bad. Um, now it's kind of our first like bad scene of the movie. And it really is too bad because it kind of takes you out of like a really cool opening scene. But then you're like, oh, wow, why is he why is he Peter Panning with his claws <laughs> across the room? Um, well, so one, up to this point, we have seen Hugh Jackman be very berserker, right? So, and he does a very good job of it, and he does a very good job of flying through the air. And then you get to this kid, and it's just, it's awkward. So, it's almost like the the first time your kid tries to walk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, just saying. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, yeah. So, other than that one awkward slash bad scene of, of young Logan going and flying through the air and stabbing his real dad into the wall. Um, I think the first scene is pretty good. What do you, what do you think of the first scene overall? Um, if we're just talking about the scene where he, he's running, yes, it looks fake. Um, I guess the part that I thought was weird was, you know, I wish there was more, and it's not that you can do much in the first five minutes of a movie, right? But they they made the not Logan dad, the dad that gets killed in the beginning, seem super nice, right? Right. Super sweet. Obviously, the mom's had an affair. Uh-huh. So, what made her stray? And why um, now? Like, why Why is this going on now? And so, it. I don't know. To me, there was a little bit of chaos. I wish there was a short and sweet little story to, like... Yeah, they don't really get into why the affair happened. Because, really, all the adults are kind of... 
dead right off the bat. Yeah. Well, and then the mom's like, you're a monster. <laughs> and then he runs out and it's like, uh, you slept with the guy who's a monster. And Sabretooth's or Sabretooth, Kid Sabretooth, right, uh-huh. has the nastiest fingernails. Oh, that whole, the whole movie, Sabretooth has just gross... Not just that they're claws. It's like they all have, like, fungus. Like, nail fungus. Yeah, and I get it. Like, his nails can grow. But, I mean, they're, like, sharpened to a point. And I get it. It's the gardener's scent. But, and it's way back when. But, yeah, I'd be like, you touched that. You knew. You had to have an inkling that he wasn't right. That <laughs> something was different about him. But, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, it makes for a good transition. The running scene, I think, actually works really well. So we we basically run into the opening credits, which is Victor and Logan running through multiple wars, from the Revolutionary War to the Civil War to both world wars, and then eventually where we end up in Vietnam. Now, I did find it interesting. One, I did really love the way that was... Shot, shot, mm-hmm. um, and artistically put together. I did find it interesting that they picked all the wars. Now, one, yes, it's easy. You depict a war, you're immediately brought to that moment in time. Yeah, and it shows a passage of time, right? Like all right. the all the wars mark, like okay, they've been around this long. Right, but I um, but why war? And I think I even asked you, like when we were watching this. Why war? Like, why did they always sign up for war? Because you would think after seeing so much carnage that by the time they hit Vietnam, <laughs> they'd be like, out. Right. I'm out. I'm Canadian. Yeah. I'm out. Well, I, not to get too... Well, you know, screw it. I, I think there's an aspect, and I think Victor and Logan kind of show the different aspects of this, Right. So there's there's people who go into the military for good reasons. Right. They want to help their country. And you can argue where where military is and isn't appropriate. And that, that's fine. That's not a conversation I want to really get into right now. But I think there are people who go into it very sincerely. Like right? my dad. Yeah. Yeah. And have... have the truest intent of wanting to serve and protect the country, wanting to do it the right way. They don't love violence. Um, you know, they maybe accept some aspects of it. They don't go looking for it. I think that's kind of where Logan was. Um, and I have a little more to say about why he may have been drawn to war. But I think also, I think for Victor, it was really the kind of the opposite side of that coin. People who get into the military for the wrong reason. And people who maybe who sometimes get into law enforcement for the wrong reasons as well. They want the power. They want the excuse to be violent. It's almost like it's sanctioned violence. So Sabretooth could take all his worst tendencies. Like, oh, I, I like killing people. I like being rough. Right. If I go to war, I, I'm basically a, a bullet. Someone's pointing the gun to shoot me. I get to go do bullet stuff, and there's no consequences. Well, um, yeah, and I do agree. Like, I, I, for Victor, I saw it, right? I could see why he wants the war. It's his way of being violent and and being okay to be violent. Um, and then there's also that level of they're 
they're pseudo indestructible, right? Right. They heal quickly. They can't die. Yeah. So fighting makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be there and I'll be on the front line because you can't kill me. So I'll just keep on going. Right. I think I think it makes sense for both the characters to gravitate towards wars. Um, when you're kind of essentially immortal, I think you have kind of two choices, right? You can kind of go out and test that or you kind of hide from the world. And I think we, there's been lots of stories about both, you know, different different immortal type characters doing different things. Um, and but I think it makes sense for these guys, you know, as far as why Wolverine might have some different motivation but still stick it out, I think... I don't know if the movie does the best job of explaining this. Yeah, I kind of have to read between the lines, but I feel like Logan wanted to give Victor the benefit of the doubt as long as he could and wanted to stay together as long as he could. And it wasn't until Victor kind of crosses the line in the scene in Vietnam that Logan's finally like, okay, I got to do something here. And maybe he had known previously, right, that Victor was violent, but... Hey, in the context of wars, it's okay, right? He's killing the bad guys. You know, World War II is killing Nazis. Nothing like that's a good thing, right? So, I mean, it was maybe easy to excuse until, you know, he tries to um, basically assault a, a female villager in Vietnam and then not only kills the village, but when the other soldiers try to stop him, he turns on his own his own unit. Um and even then, Logan protects him. Protects him, right? And and he tries to tell, tries to talk him down, tries to tell him to stop. But at the end of the scene, you know, they're they're in the classic. One thing I really like about the movies that we never really get to see in the comic is their their brotherly kind of back to back style, and it shows up a few times in the movie, right? Um, see, and that's the part that. It's funny because looking back on it, when I was like, okay, I need to take mental notes, right? And they're in Vietnam and they're fighting and then the like MPs, you know, come and swarm them and they go back to back like I'm going to take you on. They could have taken all of those MPs, slaughtered them, knocked them out, whatever you want to call it, and run off, right? But they allowed themselves to be captured. And I'm like, well, I, you're I not a, f- you, you can't die. Right. So I think we, I think there's a scene that maybe skipped there. Um. I'm assuming because we end with them back to back and like basically surrounded by guys with machine guns. Right. So my assumption is because the next time we see them is when the general uh, comes to get them, when Stryker comes to get them out of the POW cell. Well, no, the very next scene is them being in front of oh, a sorry, firing, firing squad. squad. Right, right, right. And they said, wake me when it's over. Right, right. So I'm assuming that between those scenes, there's some scenes where they probably got shot up a little bit. I don't know if they necessarily, and maybe that's just, you have to decide what you want to read between the lines. I don't think they necessarily had to surrender. They could have been subdued by guys with lots of machine guns. Eh. But, yeah, I don't know. But then why go through, if they've already been shot and resurrected, why why go through the firing squad? So, right. <laughs> so maybe not. Um, either way, we definitely see Logan... If at any point he had a similar blood lust to Sabretooth, he loses it, you know, with within this, you know, first first scene after the credits. Um, so, 
Uh, I don't love Sabretooth's cat run. The visual effect of him kind of skadoosh, skadoosh, skadoosh as he runs across the ground where he's not really touching the ground and he looks like a little cat. Um, I also don't like how he climbs on the walls. Yeah, I don't either, but I guess the caveat, I think it's pretty pretty standard visual effect work for 2009. Um, we saw that in some other similar movies like Twilight has some similar yeah. uh, animation or whatever you want to call it. So I think it's it was fairly standard for a mid-budget <laughs> uh, movie. Um, but yeah, um, I do really like... Wait, so what do you, I, we've talked about Jackman kind of being the perfect Wolverine. What do you think of Shriver overall as a Sabretooth? So it's funny because the very first Wolverine movie, or X-Men movie, right? They portrayed Sabretooth as like a fluffy animal. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, okay, not digging it. Um, then, you know, th- they introduce this version of Sabretooth. And it was like, well, I don't know how I feel about it. So I almost wish there was like a cross, right? Like a beefy, I mean, there's a beefy Logan, right? You would think that Sabretooth would be just as beefy. But I don't think we ever really see him as beefy at all. He wears a trench coat. Right. And walks around. So, I don't know. It's like, it's almost there. Yeah, I I, I liked his overall. interpretation of Sabretooth being... I mean, he plays a really good bastard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, so I... You know, and in I, the first movie, they got a wrestler, right? Just one yeah. someone who was big and tall and imposing and didn't really have any acting chops. Um, and I, I will say that Lee delivers Sabretooth's bastardy lines really, really well. I really love when they're in the bar and Logan comes in and he looks at Lee looks at the bartender and goes, I hope you have insurance. Something to that effect, right? And it's just the way he says it, right? It's like half cocky, half serious, but kind of joking at the same time. And that's what I think is funny. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, I think I was was going to say this kind of the contrast, right? So in the first movie, they tried to copy or mimic... Sabretooth's physical imposing, right? Like in the comic, he's way bigger than Wolverine. So in the first X-Men movie, they tried to get a guy who was physically like Sabretooth but didn't really have the acting chops to really do anything at all. Right. Um, Then they kind of abandoned the physicality in this movie and said, you know, who can play the character? Which I agree would be nice to maybe have someone do both. Um but I think if I had to choose between the two, though, I would choose the acting over the physical. I agree. Um, so, yeah. Now, I think in, in a, a different interpretation, uh, someone like The Rock could be a cool saber tooth. But you're frowning, so you don't agree. I was going to say, <laughs> if y'all could see my face, it's not a pretty one. <laughs> I'm actually trying to like... <laughs> what did you say? I don't know what I said. I meant to say your face is always pretty. Oh, well. 
I'm not making a pretty face right now. (laughs) I'm trying to visualize it because I'm also trying to visualize, you know, they did little things, right? He wouldn't be as mean, but he'd still be really cocky and... um, He wouldn't be douchery, though. Yeah, he almost can't be, can he? (laughs) No. And I think... He's too likable, even when he's trying not to be. Because honestly, and I know this didn't happen in the movie, what is it called when people think that something happened and it didn't really... There's a term for it. Yeah, the fake out? I don't know. No, no, it's like when people go, oh, there was this line in a movie, and they're like, no. Oh, the Mandela effect. Yeah, so it's funny, because I know this didn't happen in the movie, but in my head, I can physically see um, Lee playing Sabretooth and, like, getting mad or getting frustrated, you know, and, like, licking his little saber-toothed canine you know oh and i know it didn't happen but it's just the idea of like i can see him you know somebody says something or punches him and he like licks the canine you know because it's bleeding or whatever and then being like that didn't hurt comics yeah yeah like i can but i can physically see him doing that i don't see the rock doing that (laughs) no you're right you you couldn't be as nasty i was thinking more of a, a like if Disney relaunches the X-Men under the MCU, which is a little nicer <laughs> universe than the X-Men universe. Yeah. Like kind of a, a, a little bit less nasty Sabretooth. Um, anyway, that's, that's really neither here, neither, neither here nor there. Um, so even back then, even though they do crappy things to him, Ryan Reynolds was an awesome Wade Wilson. Oh, Yeah. Like nails that character as well, um, and of course they go on to be be fantastic in the actual real Deadpool movies where they try to actually make Deadpool movies. <laughs> um, so it's a shame what happens to him in this character, but but he even out of the gate, um, even if he just looks like his character from Blade Trinity, um, <laughs> he does really well. Um, yeah. Uh, I did you get a kick out of um I don't remember this being in the in fact I'm pretty sure it's not. In the original X Men movies he's fine being on the Blackbird, but his uh, his initial kind of aversion of flight just reminded me of B. A. Brackus in the A team. Oh yeah. And I don't understand why, because you would think being in war he'd been on planes several times. I mean he had to fly right. over to Vietnam. Yeah, right. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's something they were trying to be kind of funny, but I don't know. If I think they were still trying to show the innocence of Wolverine. Possibly, yeah. So, what do you think of uh, Deadpool, or sorry, it was pre-Deadpool, of, of Wade's gun kata? And that scene of him, like, kind of bow, balleting through the air with his guns. and. Or like, no, sorry, that wasn't Wade. That was Agent Zero. My oh, apologies. yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. No, 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 sorry. Um, <laughs> so funny enough, I actually did think it was kind of completely 100% mish, um, Matrix? what is it? Matrix? Uh, no, um, oh, what's that show Ethan watches? Mythbusters. Oh. Completely 100% busted Mythbusters thing, right? Where he throws his guns up in the air, oh. pulls out <laughs> his, his new magazine clips yeah. and they like, 
he kind of chunks him up and the gun and the clip come together and he just grabs the gun, starts shooting, right? Yeah. Completely implausible, but also completely badass. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And when I saw it, I thought, that's impossible. But that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... they didn't really say what his powers are, so it's possible he maybe like mentally made them come together. I don't know. Um, I I think they his power is that he can't miss. Like even think about it, he doesn't miss any of his targets. Right. He doesn't miss when he can put the gun together. Right. He just doesn't miss. Yeah, it actually, it almost felt a little bit like um, what would end up being Domino's powers. He kind of just has like uh, luck powers, right? Um, but they never actually like say that that I remember, unless I missed it this time around. Um, that's kind of what it felt like. Well, he doesn't have luck because Wolverine killed him. <laughs> well, true. So <laughs> it's not luck. <laughs> well, every power has its limits, right? <laughs> I just think whatever he aims at, if you gave him a basketball and a goal. He would he would make he'd, it all the time. He'd dunk it all yeah. the time. Okay. If you gave him a lottery ticket, he'd probably not win. Maybe so. So I thought overall, in the first little bit of the movie, then um, kind of going back to something you said a minute ago, um, the bone claws look fine for the most part. Right. But Sabretooth's um, big, ugly, <laughs> I think I call, I notice I say they're bag lady nails, uh, not so much. Yeah, they look like, it's kind of gross, right? They look like somebody who has painted their nails, ergo you can't see what's underneath. And then they took the nail polish off and realized they probably haven't cleaned under their nails in a while. Right. It's just gross. Yeah. It also looks like the Halloween like witch fingers. Yeah. He's got five of those on. Um, well, and it's weird too because can Sabretooth make his nails grow? Like, is that one of his powers? At, at different times in the comics, he has powers where his nails get longer when he's ready to fight. Because to me, that reminded me of um, what is her name? Lady Deathstrike? Yes. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh. You can't go that extreme. But, but yeah, he can, he can. The idea is supposed to be like, you know, cats have paws and they spread them and the, and the claws come out. Right. But instead of coming out like between his hands. They come out on his like fingernails. Green, they come out of his nails like actual claws. I wonder how strong they are. Well, they, they cut through the car. The hood of the car. That's just kind of hurt. I mean, your nail bed does not go that far yeah, up in your I finger. Don't, I don't love that idea either because I would think that Wolverine's bone claws could not cut metal, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. So it seems like, you know, Wolverine can cut stuff after he gets the adamantium. Right. But Sabretooth doesn't. Now, in the comics, there's different times where they, they say his nails and the claws are made out of stuff. Um, but in the movie, that's never even alluded to. No. They're just natural biological claws. So cutting through, like, 
the hood of a car seems like a stretch. Um, but yeah. So you definitely can see the rating of the movie a little bit because Wolverine in action, as always, is pretty cool. But um, no blood. <laughs> Um, no, he stabs people, pulls his claws out, and they're clean. Uh huh. Yeah. And so does Wade. I noticed that. Uh huh. He totally sliced somebody up with his sword and pulled it out, and the blade had no blood on right. it. Yeah, and I think that's a difference, right? Between because by the time we get to Logan, they're like, okay, let's embrace who Wolverine like, is. Like it kind of went in steps. Like the Wolverine had mild. Kind of, I guess, turn up the violence a little bit. Right. And Logan, you know, just goes full on violent Wolverine. I think in a good, effective way. Like, not just to be gross or bloody. Right. But you definitely have not even a hint of that in this movie here. Um, yeah. So, um, up to the part where Logan's and and quits the group the first time. Uh-huh. Up to that point, other than a couple of little minor things, I'm I'm at this watch still kinda in the movie. Um still enjoying it at this point. Nothing's really pulled me out. You know, we've we've already talked about the couple of things that were maybe a little wonky, but overall, up until this point I'm still now kinda since I went into this and remembering not liking it very much, I kind of had check-ins. Like, right. Like, what point in the movie is it where I kind of turn? Right. And so, so just this is one of those check-ins where Wolverine quits the uh, the original kind of hit squad or whatever, and um, you know, because the idea, well, I guess we haven't really talked that much about the plot. So the idea is that um, you know, after they get after they betray their troops in Vietnam, they are you know made prisoners of the army. And Stryker comes and recruits them for like a paramilitary group. Like a suicide squad, but not. Kind of, yeah. But it's all mutants, and we have, you know, pre-Blob, pre-Wolverine, <laughs> uh, Sabretooth, Wade Wilson, Agent Zero, Wraith, uh, who's Will I Am. And was there anyone else in that group? The telepath. Oh, the telepath. The guy who played Charlie on Lost. The a hobbit? He was also a hobbit, yes. Yeah, yeah. He had, like, machine powers. He, Yeah, like, he could control energy. Yes. Like he electricity. Could, he could, yeah, he could control electronics, yes. That's right. Yeah. So we got all those guys. Um, anyway, there's a there's a scene where they go to get what we find out would be adamantium, and Stryker orders Sabretooth to kill a village. Wolverine stops him and leaves. And quits the team. And so up to this point, I feel like most of the performances are good. I agree. The action's been pretty good. Most of the effects have been fine. So I, I'm still in the movie at this point. Um, I do love how he walked off and I was like, how are you going to get home? <laughs> I'm pretty Magipur. sure y'all like There's flew. There's a whole other movie of when he went to Majapur and was patched for a while. Oh, okay. that, that I would actually like to see, um, but we did not get to see. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so he ends up basically in the Rockies with Silver Fox starting a new life as a lumberjack. Uh-huh. Um, 
And that goes on for a little bit. What do you think of, um, I just had her name up, so let me pull it back up. Um, Lynn Collins is Silver Fox. I think she did a great job. Yeah. And she looks like Wolverine's type. Yeah. Minus, I mean, I know Wolverine likes redheads, but I also <laughs> feel like he he has like a, he has a mixed bag of tricks, right? So he loves redheads, but then he also loves brunettes. Uh-huh. And I think she fit his brunette persona. Yeah. Yeah, I thought. Well, she did really well. Uh, you know, it's funny. I don't think I caught in the first view that she had subtle mutant powers, but it, it's almost like you can't miss it once you know. <laughs> You're watching it again. You're like, yeah, okay. That's what she did there. That's what she did there. Well, it's funny because, you know, not that I... We wa- When we rewatched it, right, before we were about to record tonight, mm-hmm. um, I noticed it on when they're on the bridge and then it was funny because Wolverine says how'd you do that and she goes oh you know if I had powers I would have made you be able to blah 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 and he was like oh yeah she's like you didn't you didn't get out of the or you you didn't stay in the car right that's right yeah because he goes did you ever use those powers on me and she doesn't even refer to it as a mutant power. She f- refers to it as like her womanly power. Right. <laughs> and he kind of jokes, well, do you ever, is that what happened? You use those on me. And she's like, well, you didn't stay in the car, did you? See, and it's funny because I was like, uh, I don't buy it. <laughs> and that was the point in which I knew she had powers. Even on your first watch? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So then we also get the scene where uh, Stryker and, and Agent Zero visit Logan at the lumberyard to basically tell them that, that someone is going around killing uh, the old team members. Right. And uh, I love the banter, or sorry, bantor. Between, bantor. Um, between Logan and Zero, especially the part where uh, Zero asks him um, if he misses killing, and he goes, uh, Logan says, well, right about now I am. <laughs> Uh, my favorite part about that scene is when Stryker tells him to go back to the car oh, and uh-huh. Wolverine goes, <laughs> good boy. Yeah. <laughs> that just cracked me up. He delivers that line beautifully. Oh, yeah. Jackman's the best. Um, and then I made a note that I can't understand why I wrote it down. And what is your note? My note says plot convenience gets the car. Hot convenience gets the car. Well, they do share a car. They do, but yeah, maybe that's what it was. Maybe I think, and the and whatever reason when I was making this note, I, it, it, maybe it felt like there was a routine that she always dropped him off. Right. Took the car with her, and then the one time that he needs to like go check on her at the school, he has the car. Right. And goes to get her. <laughs> right. Where is it? Because then the next time she drops him off and she has the car. Right. So there's really only one time that Logan has the car. Right. And it's the time after he's visited and he needs to go make sure she's okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what it was. All right. Um, 
And then we get the classic Wolverine line, I'm the best there is. Yes. Uh, which is really nice to hear on screen. Um, and it was really good context in, in the scene. Uh, so overall, I like the Silver Fox relationship. Um, so what do you think <laughs> about the the story that Silver Fox gives them? Oh, about how... About the moon and cuckoo the... Cuckoo-cuchoo and... <laughs> Yeah. Um, gets tricked and now he can't dance with the moon. So he, he howls at it. Um, that is the legend of the Wolverine. Yeah. I, I like the story. You know what? I'm I'm gonna settle this right now on Google. In my mind, I don't think Wolverines can howl. Well, I maybe, I thought that do. story was. While it was great foreshadowing, right? Uh-huh. It was a little too textbooky and obvious. I well, I think it's a real legend, though. So yeah, but it's just the way they're sitting there, and she's like, "Can I tell you a story?" <laughs> like it's very. It's not like him saying, "You know, oh, you know, I I hate who I am," or you know, "Oh, let me tell you the story about." You know, the frog and the scorpion. And it's like a metaphor to help him get through whatever he needs to get through. Instead, it's just they're sitting around in their pajamas. And she's like, can I tell you a story about the moon? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that was a little too, like, placed. Yeah. A little too convenient. Yeah. Um, And for the record, wolverines do not howl at the moon. So... Mm. Well, wherever they adapted that, I thought there was an actual like legend. Legend of an maybe animal, it's a like, wolf, it and they just changed it to the Wolverine. Probably. Yeah, um, you know, trying to make something fit that shouldn't. Right, jamming in that that shoebox. Um, yeah. So, I do like. The seventies feel to the cinematography in the Rocky scenes. Yes. Um it just kinda has that I don't know, that, that color palette, the grain of of the seventies. Um so yeah, even at this point I'm still kinda kinda in the movie. Um You know what, the only thing I said about in my notes, I wish they would have leaned into that vibe a little more. Which I think they kind of do in, in the other Wolverine movies is kind of lean into that lo-fi a little bit or, or yeah. a film style. Um, I think this movie could have benefited from being more of almost like a 70s uh, pastiche. <laughs> I can see that. Like a... a uh, 70s like crime movie or action movie um, motif but um, anyway um, so the bar fight I know you probably haven't read this but very very reminiscent of a, f- a very famous issue of Wolverine Wolverine number 10 um, where we find out that Sabretooth decides to punish Wolverine every year on his birthday and I did know that okay and that's the scene where where Silver Fox allegedly dies in the comics for the first time. Okay. Um, and so also here, alleg- it looks like uh, that Wolver- or Sabretooth has killed Silver Fox. Um, 
And much like in the movies, we find that, or much like in the comics, we find that eventually that that is not true. True. Um, I did find it interesting that Logan did not. Granted, right? She's like covered in blood, and he can't feel her pulse. But there's no torn clothing. Yeah. There's no severed carotid artery. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, you would I'd think, be looking to like, you know, hey, can I stop the bleeding? Like, right, right. So I did think that was a little too convenient. Like, oh, there's so much blood. She's got to be dead. Right. I'm not going to pick her up and take her to the hospital. She's just automatically. She's dead. I'm going to leave her in the woods. I don't. And, right. And and they almost needed to say not that everything has to be explained. But when when you do finally later in the movie get the reveal that Sabretooth, like, you know, she went into, like, this fake hibernation and Sabretooth splashes blood on her, they almost needed to say, oh, by the way, we had, like, a liter of Silver Fox's blood. Right. So that it smelled right. <laughs> because Wolverine would have noticed, like, she doesn't smell dead either. Right. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I... I I'm sure they were trying not to dumb it down, but they almost needed to in that scene. <laughs> well, and, you know, in that scene where they're doing the reveal, they just show Sabretooth take like a, literally looks like a Ziploc baggie, and he slices it open and just dumps it on her. And it's like, you'd think they'd be a little bit smarter than that, right? Like, it wouldn't just be so haphazard. Right. And I know well, she what goes. What did he do with her? Well, <laughs> I mean, and how long does her little like slow heartbeat thing last? Well, that's the other thing. Doesn't he have like super hearing? Well, right, right. I mean, her her heartbeat would have actually had to have stopped. Yeah. Or he's just so in shock that he's ignoring his senses. Well, but also, and then, but doesn't I mean? Okay, so after he finds her, aren't he? Isn't he at the hospital? Because doesn't doesn't Stryker come to him at the hospital and is like, I didn't know it was uh, I didn't know it was Sabretooth. So like obviously Stryker paid off the hospital to say must have. Yeah. You know, yes, she's dead. Right. So must have. Yeah. You'd understand that maybe he wouldn't. Wait a second. Now I'm trying to remember the order of what happened here. So they're well, at the, the hospital. Fights before the hospital scene, right? And he's like, you didn't tell me it was Victor. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because they so they thought he was dead. Right. Yes. That was, so that wasn't her hospital. That was Logan's no. hospital. So, I mean. Yeah, he maybe, just left her there. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he took her to the cabin. But, I mean, did he bury her? Did she, like, get buried alive? <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, we know he went off in a rage and found Sabretooth because he could smell him, right? He knew he was there. Well, and we know some time had passed because he finds her in the daylight, but he goes after Sabretooth at night. Right. So he did something. It's something during that time. Yeah. But don't you think these doctors would have been like, man, this guy's been here twice so far. <laughs> right. So... Um, yeah. Um, all right. 
Well, first of all, before we read the bar fight, I thought uh, Victor stepping on the bone claws was a very sick move. Sick as in like, oh, that was sweet or like, like that was mm, cold. I mean, that hurts, but also, yeah, like it, it, I thought it really fit the character. Like, it did. Of him just being a bastard. And Yeah. Now, do they grow back? Yes. Okay, because I was like, um, if the Adam man, and this well, is the in, part. In this movie, right? In this movie, they do. Okay. I have a little bit of uh, Wolverine. I don't remember. This doesn't. I don't know what you're going to ask. Because <laughs> in the second movie, he loses his claws, and they grow back his bone claws. Right. But then after that, he has adamantium again. That's not what I'm going to ask. Oh, okay. So his bone claws are very round. Yes. Okay. His adamantium claws are like little swords. Uh-huh. And the adamantium coats his bones. Yeah, I, I think the idea is that they also enhance the claws to make them more weaponized. Well, wouldn't it have a little ridge where the bone part was? If it coats the bone and turns it into a blade, it's... The, it doesn't shrink the bone. It doesn't flatten out the bone. No, but the claws are bigger than the the adamantium claws are bigger than the bone. Yeah, the but bone the part the middle. but the part that's closest to his hand is not thick enough to hold bone in adamantium. Just saying. Huh, yeah. That's that's the trick of the bone claws all along. <laughs> okay. And the comics as well. Like it it it's cool. It doesn't quite work maybe um but i like it i like the bone claws i'm I'm a fan of that retcon um but yeah so then we get to the part of the movie where i kind of start to you know you would think i would already have because we've already started picking stuff apart <laughs> right <laughs> talking um but his motivation to join weapon x I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Um, oh, that seemed kind of natural to me. See, I don't know, though. I mean, sure. Yes, he, but, but... He got in one bar fight and he lost. But... But the idea is like, oh, I guess I can never beat Sabretooth, so I guess I will go with my enemy and get an upgrade. No, I think it's... <laughs> I think it's more of... Um, Where's my train of thought going? I think it's more like I Victor pissed me off way back in Vietnam. I told him I was done with him. He came back. He killed the woman that I love. Then he beat me in a bar fight. And I'm pissed. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and I want to kill him. And it's already been stated that he can't be technically killed right but then logan is given the opportunity to have the ability to kill him i can see where that's a temptation especially when well, he's already in a slightly berserker mind right. frame but there's nothing about the adamantium that they can cut through victor's head right but i guess he I, I, yeah so i guess the idea then is that the bone claws couldn't have decapitated him i don't know about that right um I don't know, it just seems... Or it would take too long for them to grow back since Victor snapped well, him off? On one hand, sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I guess obviously it landed a little better for you than me, and that's cool. 
I'm glad that it did. Um, then we have the instant dog tag machine, where yeah, that's just made real fast. Um, they knew he was going to ask for that, so they were waiting. They ordered it when they were building the other stuff. Right. So, what do you think of Wolverine getting his code name from that little folk tale? Thumbs up, thumbs down. I liked it. Okay. But again, I but I didn't like how they put the story in. Right. So I mean, it's it's fifty fifty, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so then we get to the Weapon X scene where they actually do the adamantium. I thought that was a really good scene. Yeah. Um, I like the x-ray effects, uh, particularly the one of the claws pushing through the knuckles and seeing like the x-ray of that. Yeah. It was really cool. I also liked his skull, how it went from being slightly transparent to being uh-huh. opaque. Yeah. Then we get a, I wrote my note, full back jack. <laughs> Which was probably a body double, for all I know. But um, anyway, um, we get naked Wolverine running around. Um, the first view of the metal claws is pretty good. Um, it does look a little disconnected from him. That's not too bad. Yeah. With that scene in the bathroom. Um, I remember that in the in the theater looking terrible. So I wonder if they fixed it a little bit on the Blu-ray. Maybe. But um. Like I remember, I, I think I told Cameron when we saw it, it's like, it's like that scene didn't go to post. <laughs> like they did the CGI and forgot to like finish it. But it went, it went better this time around. So either they fixed it or I just wasn't as harsh. I'm not sure. I will say they did look a little obscenely long. They Yeah, yeah. And that I will say the part where he's like, when, when they're rotating him, it still looks pretty bad. In the bathroom. Yeah. Where he's like, ooh, look here. Well, and when they... They don't like, rotate very well. Well, and it's funny because when he, like, clings them together to make them spark... Oh, that's he, terrible. It was like a video game. It does, but what's <laughs> funny is is they it almost appears magnetic, right? Like, when he goes to touch them together, they, like, immediately bounce off of each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a magnet that can't... You know, when you put two huh. yeah. polarizing magnets together... They push each other away. Right. That's what it reminded me of. He's trying to put them together and they spark, but then they push themselves away. Right. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. Um, but there is a flaw. What's that? So he runs away half naked. But I, I told you when we were watching that, that what movie was it? Um, oh, uh, is it Apocalypse? Uh, and then re- revisit that scene or Days of Future Past. One of them, the, the kids go there. They run into feral Logan after he's been adamantiumed. And he's got a loincloth on. I'm pretty well, sure. The timeline has changed by that point. Oh, okay. And that's post Days of Future Past. Oh, okay. I, I think in that, in that timeline, he's with the Weapon X program longer like he's in the comics. Okay. Whereas in this one, he like escapes right the first day. Gotcha. Um, I do love when they've got him all hooked up. Yeah, because in the apocalypse scene, he's got like the helmet on. Yeah. And all the stuff, all the paraphernalia from the comics. So. Well, 
what I do love about this one is when they said, you know, we, we've done what we need to do, get a blood sample and kill him. And they, they go, I think he heard you. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a pretty good scene. I actually like that being the motivation for him escaping. Yeah. They're like, wait a second. Um, so what do you think about uh, Ma and Pa Kent? <laughs> kind of the Superman motif with the, the couple on the farm. So it's funny because I do like the couple on the farm. Um, I but think there's a naked man in the barn. What gave you that idea, <laughs> Ma? Um, what I find interesting, though, is in my head, I'm pretty sure their son died. Mm-hmm. Sounded like it. Right. But in my head, the son went off to war and died. Like, I had already created, in my head, created oh, a story. A story. Yeah. And then it never got brought up. And it was like, why did I have this in my head? And so, you know, again, the Mandela effect, <laughs> where I I kept waiting for this story to pop up. And it never did. Yeah. But I did like how, you know... And I kind of wish they would have brought it up. Or had a picture of their son who maybe kind of looked like Jackman, right? Right. So, it, you know, it's like you could see where that level of trust they were comes very into gracious. place. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do like they how... They were obscenely forgiving. <laughs> they were, except until the guy goes, you're going to sleep in the barn. Don't want to give the missus... Uh, there's less stuff you can break out there. Yeah, but he but he also says something about can't have you run around naked in the. Oh. There's something like, talking about the misses. But yes, he does say there's less stuff in the barn for you to break. Um. So it's it's they're trusting, but you know they're not that trusting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I kind of wish there would have been just like a picture of their son you know or maybe a little bit more um because you it's funny for what they're on screen five minutes <laughs> and you get this like in those five minutes i had an emotional attachment yeah to those little old people and then they died right yep uh i do love that this, that is where the wolverine jacket comes from I thought that was really cool. I did think that was cool, too. Well, Um, and it speaks to why, like, okay, so if that is the origin of that jacket, which I'm sure it's not in the comic book. Well, it doesn't really have, like, a jacket in the comics. Right. Mm. But I do like that, you know, if he's attached to that, that's where it comes from, right? Because someone treated him with grace and kindness. Right. And so At the he, time he was very vulnerable. Right. And so he wears it to remind him to do the same. Um, it's a nice little nod. Yeah. I like when he gets on the bike and he's like, oh, I put on some weight recently. <laughs> yeah, the bike. In fact, I'm surprised the bike could even go because right. when he sits on it, it goes funk. Yeah. So Weapon Zero assassinates the family. They blow up the barn. Um, the motorcycle out of the explosion doesn't look great. It's not very realistic, but it is no. very comic book. Yes. I, what I also liked was how they... I mean, and using the claws to turn around was also very comic booky. Yes, but that was also badass. Yeah. I mean, let's just put it out there. But what I also, sad to say, that I liked 
was when what is it weapon zero what is his name the guy yeah, who kills uh, the i think it's weapon zero or agent zero agent zero so when agent zero kills you know ma and pa clamp it um he reports back um wolverine or weapon x has just killed you know two people uh-huh so it's like that's a cover story Right, because he knows it's being recorded, right? Right, and and the justification for, for putting Wolverine down. Right, and I don't know, it's just... Well, they blow in the bottom, they blow up all the evidence, so why even bother? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's because they don't know how to kill him. Right. So, um, but I did like that. I like that little nod to, like, you can't trust everything, right? Yeah. So, uh, Wolverine taking down a helicopter. Greater or less badass than Walker, Texas Ranger, kicking a helicopter out of the sky. <laughs> Does that really happen? Yeah. It does? Yeah, there's a very, you can YouTube it. There's a great scene where he, he like, literally, a helicopter is, like, flying at him. And he jumps and kicks through the window and kicks the uh, pilot, and the guy crashes. And... He doesn't get decapitated from the no, no, blades. No, no, no. He's, he's Walker Texas Ranger. He's Walker Texas Ranger. Um, <laughs> Wolverine's probably a little bit more believable, right? Because he chops the blades off, <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wish there would have been a. I wish the. I wish the helicopter would have flown at him, and he reached up. And like clawed the middle down, right? Maybe okay. disrupting the engine, or when he hit the, wi- you know, he does yeah. that, and it causes the the helicopter to turn, and he cuts the back tail off. And then, because when if a helicopter's tail comes off, I'm pretty sure that it just spins around in circles and crashes. Like it needs yeah. the tail to stabilize. Right. Um. So I think that would have been way more badass. To see it, you know, go wonky and then crash. But that's just me. Yeah. All right. Um, the adamantium bullets as a only way to put Wolverine down. It's a nice choice. Yeah. And definitely the foreshadowing of how he's going to lose his memory. Because they're like, well, who just heal? He's like, but his memories won't grow back. Yeah, I um, thought that was interesting that they they already knew the science behind his brain <laughs> right like I mean, I, you guys are just assuming right if you they, i mean do they have to go healing factor grows or regrow something it's growing at the cellular level and the idea at least as far as we know in, in this movie is that your memories are not tied to your genes that they're developed over time so if you heal something, it doesn't necessarily, like if you heal the body, you don't necessarily heal the memory. Right. No, I, I get that. And I like that they thought about that. But I also think it's funny because I wanted to go, how do you know what part of his brain you're going to shoot? You're going <laughs> to shoot. Like you got to, you know, I need, yeah, I need him to, to lose like this memory. Whole brain or yeah, you got to hit the, 
the memory cortex or whatever that is. That's I mean, funny. it would make more sense if it was like, okay, when you shoot him, you need to make sure you hit the right and the left hemisphere. <laughs> right. You know, the mandula oblongata. You shoot him twice. <laughs> yeah. So. Point and point. Right. Don't forget the cerebral cortex. You know, like, yeah. it's just funny that they they knew it, but then how do they know, like, what memory is he going to lose? Right. Because yeah. even stroke patients, when they have a stroke and have memory loss, they're not really sure how it affects the memory. Like, what... Right. Yeah, that's still kind of a mystery. Yeah. But anyway, it, it works in the movie. Um, By the way, not as in, but still having a pretty good time so far. So far? Yeah. Okay. Nope. Uh, claw sound effects are pretty great. The snick and the snack, you know, it's not exactly that, but it all sounds pretty good. Um, though now he's trying to hunt down Sabertooth's whereabouts. Um, he goes to meet Blob, who has an idea of this island where, and that's when we find out that Victor and Stryker are working together, which just pisses Wolverine right off. He, I like that he calls Blob Bub, and I like Blob's confusion at that. Yeah. Um, and also, the he's got a big old ass coming out the front of his shirt line. It's pretty <laughs> funny. Um, that is funny. So how do you feel about uh, Black Eyed Pea as uh, Wraith? So Wraith can just pop around? Yeah, he's like a little ghost guy. He can, he can ghost around. Um, I think he did a good job of being a pragmatic um, voice of reason. Now, I do find it interesting because it appeared as if Will I Am's character owned that boxing ring. Right. Blob goes, obviously, to the boxing ring because Will I Am says, I'm trying to get him to exercise. He's, yeah. He's, it's weird that it sounds like they never talked at all. Well, it's weird because it makes it sound like they don't, they talk, but they don't talk a whole lot. But then he knows that Blob talks to Sabretooth and that they're buddy-buddy. But, I don't know, it was just weird. It was like they had a relationship and then they didn't have a relationship. Right, right. And the awkwardness of trying to relay that to the viewer, like, okay, we need to establish that they're working together but we also need to give new information to the viewer so we'll have them ask questions that we need to know so the viewer can find out at the same time and it is just kind of weird it's like well why doesn't Wraith already know all of this right <laughs> like, why is he not talk? sat down and talked about hey what's going on here <laughs> but, yeah uh, yeah but Jackman's hair slash wig when he gets punched by the blob is hilarious I miss that part like kind of goes like woo. <laughs> is it kind of comic booky? Kind of. It almost looks like a funny like. Well, I just had a little romp and <laughs> like I'm surprised. like a roll in the hay. Yeah, <laughs> just just funny. Roll, roll, um, roll in the hay. Yeah. So and I love the uh, the boxing glove snicked. I do wish he'd done the middle claw on Bob like the. I know. Like the two claws come around the middle one come in slow would have been nice or even like a flip off as he walks away um yeah i was bummed i didn't get my middle finger claw <laughs> yeah 
So what do you think uh this guy I forgot his name, so let me look at it real fast. But the guy who plays Gambit, what do you think of him? Eh. Uh Taylor Kitsch. Eh. I thought he did pretty good. Not much of an accent. But but he has to be pretty badass to steal the Kingpin's cane. It, was that what he had? It, it was it was a lot like the Kingpin's cane from the comic, not the Daredevil show. Uh, he doesn't really have a walking stick of of much in the show. But in the comic, he has this this staff with like a gem on top. That's pretty much what Gambit had in this movie. I will say, how the hell did he get from the ground floor to up on top of a building? Gambit magic. <laughs> But you got your middle finger and claw on this scene, so there you go. I did, but I still didn't understand how he was knocked to the ground and then somehow he's running, not just running on the rooftops, he's running from rooftop to rooftop to rooftop, so he went three blocks, (laughs) he went three blocks, went up to the roof so he could run. Yeah, yeah, so, um... One of the scenes that I'm kind of like, oh, I'm I'm maybe running out of patience with this movie was uh, the chopping up the fire escape scene. Yeah, I didn't felt like that. Really dumb. It felt really Ghost Rider, like the bad Nick Cage one. Um, Plus, I don't think New Orleans has New York style <laughs> fire escapes like that. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I'm pretty sure we don't. Plus, there's no place in the French Quarter that kind of looks like that. I kept looking, you know, now that I've actually been, you know, since you were very kind enough to, to take me around New Orleans, I did this view. I was like, huh, doesn't look super. Like, there's a couple, like, external shots uh-huh. like, driving into the city. Right. And then you could tell, like, okay, that shot, they took a long shot down the street. And everything out, nothing else really felt very New Orleans. No, in fact, it, it w- looking at it, obviously, besides the like real life aerial shots of the city, that scene where they're in the alley, I was like, oh, that's their version of New Orleans. Right. This is obviously Vancouver. Or yeah. Um. This is um, <laughs> this is like a Disney World version of New Orleans, right? right? Pa- yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean meets New Orleans. Yeah. So, the gamut scene, I'm starting to slip a little bit, but I'm not out yet. It's really when we go to the island that the worm starts to turn a little bit. And Well, hang on. Can I say one thing about yeah. Gambit? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they say Gambit escaped. He knew Sabretooth. That's why Logan's going after him to say, bring me to the island, right? Uh-huh. So, he knows Sabretooth. He sees Wolverine fighting Sabretooth. So why the hell, excuse my French, does he try to beat beat up Logan while Logan's trying point, to beat right, up Sabretooth? Right. I understand the fight in the in the at the gambling table. Right. Right, because he hasn't he hasn't put anything together yet. All he knows is someone knows who he is and that's suspicious. And by the way, his powers actually look pretty cool, um, in the movie with the cards. I do like how his eyes light up red. Yeah. But yeah, no, once he actually sees them, I mean, unless his assumption is, oh, they're staging this fight to gain my trust, I mean, it, it seems pretty flimsy that he would not just help beat Logan, up Sabretooth. beat Sabretooth, and then figure out what Logan's about at that point. Right. Like, afterwards, instead of, like, blowing them all up, um, 
with his his cane, his ooh shiny stick. Um, but yeah. Okay, anything else before we get to the island? Nope, that was the only thing I had to say. Okay. Yeah, so obviously, blasphemous Deadpool. You know, and the more I think about it, like the idea of Stryker making like a build your own combination mutant, it's not a terrible idea. I just wish it hadn't been Deadpool. Yeah. Even though they were doing like a, a bad poor man too. They're like, oh, it's a pool of all the mutant powers. <laughs> um, yeah. I did think it was cool um, that Sabretooth wanted the adamantium for himself. Like, why can't I do this? Why can't I be Wolverine? Um, well, that seems like a very Sabretoothy. If he can handle it, I can handle it. Right, right. There's no anything he can do, I can do better, right? But um, I wish Stryker would have explained why. Because all, all, his only reasoning was you wouldn't live through the process. And even right. I was like, well, well how come? How come? They both they, have healing factors. So far, Sabretooth won every fight. Right. <laughs> so. But then, but Stryker says, the tests show. What effing tests? Uh, probably a deleted scene or something. Maybe. Was, I uh, don't know. A, a, but I, I was like. cut out of the script and they didn't add anything Secretly, back I was going, Sabretooth, that's BS. <laughs> right. <laughs> just snicked him yeah, right now. Right. If you're team Sabretooth, just cut Stryker up and do your own weapon X. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that scene, those scenes. At the island, no, I enjoyed. You know, I enjoyed getting a little peek at young Cyclops, and it was weird that they made Silver Fox's sister have Emma Frost powers. Um, but it was cool to see if that was supposed to be Emma, kind of her and Scott getting along or working together. Um, I do love the, how she was the only one who pulled the red jumpsuit down. Oh right. Well, yeah. You know. <laughs> but then when we get to the... Mer- so Deadpool's slogan is the Merc with a mouth. So we get the Merc with no mouth. And at this point, I'm kind of out. Um, but I do think it's funny because everybody jokes, Wade, you need to shut up. Right. And they right. made him shut up, right? And Logan's like, oh, they finally found a way to shut you up. Ha-ha. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And this is why I wrote my notes, and I just said this a minute ago, so I won't won't dwell on it too much. But you know, I think if they made this a new character and not tried to call it Wade or Deadpool, it maybe wouldn't have been as bad to me. Right. But, I don't know. It just seemed like a really a waste of of not only Deadpool as a character, but as um um uh Ryan Reynolds. Jeez, that well, and I didn't like how I didn't like when he used his Scott powers. His eyes burned into the diamond pattern that's but, supposed to be Deadpool-ish. Right, yeah. Like, I, I got the nod, but it was far-fetched. Yeah, I don't really like that either. Um the only part I really liked about that last scene is where Sab- when Sabretooth shows up and says, no one kills you but me, because that's classic Sabretooth. Right. Um, and the last fight wasn't bad. Like I said, we get we get the revisit of the back-to-back. Um, and the the effect of, of um, the Wraith power, Deadpool, like, 
popping in and out. Like that that part is kind of cool. I'm with you. The optic blast stuff is dumb, and then the head spinning around looks really bad. Um, but we do get hot claws. Uh, <laughs> I th- we watched that, and we both went hot claws. Yeah, <laughs> it was stupid. You would think like, okay, they were so hot they glowed orange and red, right? So wouldn't that burn on the inside? Like I, I, in right. all the movies, Logan, you know, somebody always says, does it hurt when you pop your claws? Right. And every he goes, time. every time. So don't you think if you had fiery freaking claws, you'd be like, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like running over to a pitcher of water and like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So by the way, to your to your point about the magic bullet, um, Wolverine has had to regrow his brain several times in the comics, and he always has memories. So <laughs> I guess I I did you're right there. I did think it was a good, it was an interesting nod to how he gets to Xavier and says, "I don't remember anything." Right. Yeah, yeah, I like that part. I also one. And maybe someone who actually knows medical science better than me can can rebut me, and that's fine. But it's always weird to me, kind of the select, because the idea here is that there's selective amnesia or partial amnesia, and then total amnesia. And it's always weird to me when people have total amnesia, but they still remember like language, or <laughs> I don't know. I guess that happens in well, real life, but it just seems I don't know. Again, I think it's the whole mental cortex thing, right? right? Yeah. So, so like you said, I do like that it kind of sets it up for X-Men 1. I hate the Deadpool extra scene. Oh, where he goes, shh. Yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. And thing. I do like his like, hand Fox crawls out to, like, to like, walk until he can't walk. I just, I love how he's like. <laughs> yeah, and his family. Yeah, it's like thing, and he like pats his head, and then it's like shh, right? Yeah, it's unnecessary. So, yeah, but anyway, that's how Wolverine loses his memory. He he leaves Gambit. We know he'll eventually make his way to Xavier, uh, who, by the way, does show up to rescue all the kids, including Cyclops. So that's the beginnings of the X Men. So that part's kind of cool. So we talked about how kind of what we thought about before this watch. How do we feel about it after watching this time? Um, I think, I mean, I think it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'd watch it again with Ethan, right? Right. Um, But it's not something that I'm going to be like, oh, there's nothing on TV. I'm going to pop that in. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I like it better than I thought I did. Some of the good makes it a better... Like there, there's a lot to like. So I There's a lot to not like. <laughs> right, but going back, you know, you had a very visceral reaction when you saw it in the theater, right? Right. When I saw it, and I didn't know any of the background of Wolverine, I actually went, eh, it's not that bad. Yeah. Like, right. I wasn't, oh my gosh, this is the best movie ever. But I just, I didn't have the same, I don't like it. As right. you did. But I think some of that's expectation, right? Like, I really wanted a really good Wolverine movie. Right. And I didn't get that, and so I was kind of annoyed. Um, but I think over uh, the years have softened some of that. Also, 
at the time it came out, I was like, oh, well, what's worse, this or X-Men 3? But now we've had, like, Apocalypse, which is, like, the worst X-Men movie. Um, <laughs> so it makes this not look so bad. Um, See, I think for me, it just never changed, right? I saw it, I went, it's okay. And then when we watched it, you know, right. the other night, it was like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, my, I think my opinion has not changed from the first time I watched it to now. Okay. Yeah, I think mine has a little bit. Like, it's not as terrible as I thought it was. Um, the par- I mean, First of all, Jackman's still an awesome Wolverine. And throughout this whole movie, he's the shining light, right? Right. <laughs> um, and and while the plot has lots of holes and inconsistencies, and like, I don't really know if I like that, I think most of the casting is not bad. Um I don't know. I just I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would this time around. I will say there was one ending scene that I didn't like, and it's when Xavier steps off the plane, and obviously Patrick Stewart was CGI to be younger. Yeah, he just it, it doesn't look great. It looked like somebody took a picture and did like yeah. a really, you know, those bad Snapchat filters where people are like fuzzing <laughs> out their face. Right. That's what so it looked like. Out the wrinkles. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh. It was oh. a Xavier Snapchat. Yeah. It was a bad Snapchat filter. No, one, one of the biggest knocks. I w- so, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I keep saying it's not that bad, but everything I say is like, oh, it's not that good either. Um, I, I think the, the overall story, there's some holes. I think that's a bad part. I think the other is that the effects in this movie are not very good overall. No. Um. You know, and the stuff that actually works better is not effects. It's like that kind of the 70s look, the grain, uh, using different film stock or whatever. Some of that works okay. Most of the CG in the movie is, is not great. No. All right. Well, that's X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, what do you want to grade or rank the movie? Um, How many claws? We're on a six-claw system. Yeah, six claws. I'm going to give it three claws. Okay. Yeah, me too. I think, I think that's higher than I would have thought, but I think that's kind of where I am. It's a, it's a soft three. <laughs> it's, it's bone claws, not adamantium claws. But, um, yeah, I think three out of six is, is fair. Yeah, I don't know if mine are adamantium or bone. I just, oh. it's not a four. No. But because I like the banter between... Wolverine and Sabretooth, it's not a two either. So, right. yeah, soft three. Okay. Well, very cool. Well, that's um, that's episode 400, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, and we finally got it out. Finally, yeah. We finally talked about the movie. Um, I won't make any promises about when we'll talk about the movie again, but, uh, you know. I'll, when our I'll kids are older. I'll keep pestering Denise every now and then to see if she wants to come back on. Um when our kids are older. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. So, as always, for the podcast that goes snicked, uh, Twitter is at snickcast. Uh, you can like the Facebook page, show notes and stuff for snickcast.podbean.com. Um, and, yeah, anything else you want to add, Denise? Nope, I think that's it. Okay. Well, ho- really hope you enjoyed the uh, the special episode, and you know we'll get back to comics here pretty soon. Um, other than that, I guess uh, 
Until next time, everybody. Hugs and snicks. Bye. Bye-bye. And snack. snack.